Hello, uh, this is Charles uh, with the Electric Digital Commons Research Cooperative. And so, uh, another episode uh, on musings. And so, uh, for this one, I'm just giving my thoughts on uh, this pretty uh, interesting article that I read uh, titled uh, Building Monocle A Universal Personal Search Engine for Life, uh, written by Linus, aka The Cephas. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, interesting article. Uh, Diving in on uh, this is a really uh, interesting approach about a kind of a local first uh, personal search engine. And so first, let's give my thoughts uh, on the article and then some uh, some takeaways uh, from it, which I think might be uh, might be interesting. So as Linus uh, explained in the article, uh, he had this idea for a universal search engine, which he uh, has aptly named uh, Monocle. Uh, about a year ago, and you know, the, uh, if you uh, read the article, uh, you know, has like a tweet about it, just kind of uh, damn about. It. So it's you know, it's just a you know, a personal search engine. So all it's really comprised of are just his own uh, dots, uh, articles, uh, pretty much just data relevance or uh, created by uh, Linus uh, himself. So one of the uh, interesting things he. Uh, Wants to do uh, with this one's just you know to you know make a, his own personal search engine from scratch. Uh, so uh, some of the things he wanted to make sure that uh, Monocle had, and also Monocle is uh, in the GitHub repo. Uh, so if you click on an article, you will find the GitHub repo and see a uh, uh, you know see the files and the, the workflow and whatnot. But you know uh, one of the things he wanted for a Monocle. Let's say to have a time of first results, which pretty much meant that, uh, uh, pretty much as he's uh, searching, he should begin uh, some results right away. So uh, that pretty much led him to designing Monocle to have, uh, well, to give uh, results uh, as he's uh, typing for a search. So you can kind of see how your uh, search you know, evolves as the results evolve. So just an interesting concept there. But uh, this, uh, you know, well, I always do find kind of interesting. So instead of having uh, something that, uh, you know, updates as soon as you enter a new query here, just updates as you type. So it's kind of a, you know, kind of a faster way, kind of a way that's kind of reflects just more like how you're actually thinking. So, you know, as you're thinking about something, you write the question and then boom, there's a result rather than write the question, get the result. Oh, wait, let me think of another question. And you know so on and so forth. So it's just an interesting thing. You know, kind of does make it a little bit uh, more instantaneous. Uh, so that was a really cool uh, thought. Well, something you would might want for your own personal search engine. Uh, another thing I mentioned as well uh, in regarding speed. Uh, so they made everything have a, a keyboard shortcut. So that way, you know, you can you know, search for everything via, you know, shortcuts on the keyboard, which I do think is pretty awesome. That actually does make it a lot easier to use. Because I know with some search engines, uh, excuse me, you know, some of the things you have to do is, uh, you know, if you want to search for certain things or use certain options, you actually have to type it in, uh, which can be uh, okay sometimes, but I also prefer keyboard shortcuts because they're just a little bit easier to use. And that way you don't actually have to ever 
you know, switch from uh, the screen to the keyboard uh, sometimes. So, yeah, you have keyboard shortcuts. It usually just makes things faster. You know, it's like control copy. Uh, oh, sorry, controls. <laughs> you know, it's like control C, uh, control V for copy and paste. It's, you know, a lot faster than, you know, right click. You know, copy or look for a way to you know copy or put on a clipboard. You know, it's all you know. To me, I always find you know keyboard shortcuts to be easier. But yeah, I think that might just be the fact that uh, I'm just used to you know typing so much. So you know, uh, one of those things. So to the second point about what you want to do, well, uh, sorry, Linus wanted to do with uh, with Monocle. So they want to create his own uh, indexer and search algorithm so they can understand from the ground up. You know, so like he can also uh, understand the benefits, the limits, and different ways he can uh, tinker and improve with it. So uh, the search algorithm for a monocle is about, uh, as he as Lance describes, it's about four uh, different parts. So you got the indexer, which catalogs keywords, and the index documents, uh, the searcher, which reads documents from the index to find measured results, the stemmer, which expand expands search queries. To include variations of words like tool to tools or create to creating, and the ranker, which is responsible for ordering search results by uh, some measure of relevance. Yeah, and Lightning's made a pretty interesting point, uh, as well as that. Since this is a personal engine uh, built for, you know, ideally himself, he, you know, Taylor really, really needs to make it as complex as his own needs are, so that that way, yeah, uh, you know, uh, there are fewer opportunities. Uh, for things to go wrong and provides a little more flexibility. I thought that was, uh, you know, just interesting points. So that, you know, you might have, you know, these bigger search engines, which can do a lot, but it's like, you know, for your own personal needs, you need a search engine that does all these things. And it's like, why not necessarily this, you know, if you use Google, I don't think everyone uses all, like, the extra search features that come along with uh, with Google. So it's like, I mean, do you really need the extra, uh, extra features? And it's like, you know, you might not. So I just thought that was uh, uh, an interesting point. And he has this really nice graphics explaining how the module's getting adjusted by the indexer in the back end, and then how that gets pushed to the front end. That's a, a pretty interesting one. And then one of the you know, really cool parts today goes on to is just talking about privacy ownership and comes to tools for that. And I think this is something that a lot of people uh, well, something you'll see it discussed a lot by people who are big on tools for that. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, surprisingly privacy and ownership. You know, it seems that people who are really into tools for that are very into ownership, especially, uh, I'd say, consular to the local first software uh, uh, dynamic or a paradigm. <clears throat> so that's, you know, they really do want, you know, these you know, tools to be owned by the people who use them. So he has this uh, nice little blurb uh, about uh, some comments he made about uh, ownership in a previous article. And so one of the interesting things uh, that, he, uh, that he mentions is that he really wants to have the benefits of owning the software that drives his life. I think that's something that's you know, pretty reflected in the uh, alternative internet, so you know, Web3, platform cooperativism, you know, all that. I think you know, that's very reflective uh, of the uh, alternative internet. So I just thought that was... Uh, Really interesting points, and another thing they also mentioned as well is that it's not just the software, uh, but also the data. He wants to make sure that he can uh, own data. <clears throat> uh, well, own and controls that, as, you know, 
excuse me, as po as much as possible. I'm not just, you know, one of the big problems with having a third party, uh, you know, unimagined data saying, you know, what happens if they run out of funding, if the servers get shut down, uh, you know, what happens if uh, they pivot and they stop caring about the users. You know, that, those are all you know, very genuine concerns. I thought that was just a really uh, interesting point. And even more importantly, I think, especially for a tool for that, is the fact that, you know, all your data, all your, you know, notes, uh, you know, your contacts, you know, all your, you know, all this stuff kind of makes up your identity and uh, most importantly, like your own, uh, you know, second brain or external brain. So I thought that was even uh, even bigger point because, you know, it's not necessarily just, you know, uh, you know, like content that you make that might be on. So just like, you know, images uh, or just like little posts, you know, it's also, you know, like your notes, your docs. You know, your contacts, calendars, you know, all that, you know, it's also all the things you've been thinking about. So, you know, I think that's an even bigger point, and, uh, especially when it comes to tools for thought, why there's even bigger emphasis on tools for thought, you know, needing to be uh, owned by the, by the users, or at least having a local first option, and that being the primary goal, it's so that people can have you know, control over count their uh, external brain or call it your digital self or digital twin. So yeah, interesting comments uh, about that one. But I thought that was really cool. You know, nice little mention about uh, about privacy and ownership. Uh, and I think that's one that's, you know, uh, not sure if I'll dive into more regarding tools for that, but I just think that's one that always should be mentioned for a uh, tool for thoughts is can we ever get uh, you know, uh, a local first uh, user-owned options. And that's uh, one of the things that's really helped uh, Linus, you know, really uh, <laughs> uh, appreciate Monocle and really, you know, uh, make it special for him was that, you know, since he owns the data and understands the software stack so deeply, it's like, well, I really am making something for myself and therefore I do have that control. So he has this control of his own search engine which I thought was a very interesting point. And that's, uh, you know, the one of the things you also really mentioned is just that, you know, he's perfectly fine with uh, <laughs> Monocle indexing his own personal data because once again, he made Monocle. You know, I think that's another interesting point. It's like, you know, Tangling Monocle kind of acts as a, well, I mean, it's kind of a query uh, space for his uh, personal data. So like if you have your own personal data store and then comes along, here's a search engine for your own personal data store. So you can search along it. You know that would be a pretty cool, uh, <laughs> pretty cool thing to have. I think a lot of people would actually really like that. And uh, and also, uh, you know, one thing else mentioned says that since he, you know, controls the data, he knows where it's stored. So and you know what formats is all stored. So it kind of gives him some flexibility. And so he doesn't really have to worry about, you know, data changing or. Uh, how it's being stored changing or uh, where it's being stored changing. So a lot of things uh, he doesn't necessarily need to worry about. I think that's just another point about uh, local first software that, uh, that's really interesting. It's just you know, having that control over where your data is stored and being used. And it's being a way that you have much more control or actual uh, ownership of it. That's not necessarily mine, not necessarily ownership, but you know, control is always uh, also a big must uh, for <laughs> for looking for software.
and he gives a you know nice little experience reports uh, you know, just on his thoughts on actually having to use it. And he says it's one of the best investments he's ever made. So, you know, that's actually a really, really cool thing. Uh, so, you know, he's found some interesting stuff, uh, some old stuff that he was looking for, and, you know, f found that uh, uh, he was able to find some uh, interesting old stuff. And now he's starting to use uh, Mock a little bit more than any, uh, than any other note taking system he uses. And so, you know, that's also another interesting part, too, is that we have your own personal search engine. You know, you don't necessarily have to save or organize anything, because you can always just search it. So, you know, that's also another, you know, interesting point, is, you know, how do you need to... Uh, you know, organize all your information, but you know, you have a you know an index or like you don't really need to. <laughs> and uh, Tim, you know, he says that this is the closest he's gone to creating uh, Benevar Bush's Memex. Uh, you know, so you know, an actual external brain. Yeah, so you know, that's uh, uh so yeah, that's it for uh, for the article, at least for some of the parts I want to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I just really want to mention is that's, you know, since this is kind of built on its own programming logic and UI frameworks, like, you know, this whole kind of is very controlled by, uh, by Linus. I'm not exactly sure, or, uh, our people can make it as, uh, you know, make it as possible just because, you know, not necessarily everyone can make their own programming language or UI framework, but, uh, it's not to think about, I don't think, of course, you need to go that far. I think you could just use, you know, Python, go like and kind of be okay there. Uh, so, and one of the cool things about uh, Chronicles that's, you know, technically, you know, as he says, is that it's much more of like an infrastructure project. So, since he's built search, now I can plug and search anywhere. And that can go towards through uh, uh, all these other projects. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, monocle. Uh, yeah, really cool uh, article. Really cool uh, proof of concept prototype. Uh, very, very cool. <laughs> very much in line with uh, local for software and uh, uh, data privacy. Uh, especially a lot of the alternative data governance models. So have your own little personal uh, search engine for your own personal data store. So some very, uh, very cool stuff there. And so one of the things I was, uh, one of the takeaways I was thinking about, which would be pretty interesting, is just that, you know, since uh, you have all these, uh, you know, personal data stores coming about, but also, I mean, saying that you also have, like, Rome, Obsidian, Athens, whatnot, you know, network thought tools, which technically act with, you know, like, I mean, they're not, I mean, I'm not sure if I call them personal data stores. To me, it's just, like, storage of knowledge, it's like personal knowledge stores, but it's like, you know, kind of giving everyone their own, uh, you know, monocle to search up their own, you know, uh, you know, well, for their own personal data stores. And of course, we combine your notes with that, boom, there you go, you can see everything that, uh, that you've written and just run through it. So one search engine for all your data. I think that would be a pretty, uh, pretty awesome, uh, uh, awesome tool to have. And then, you know, this is local first. You know, everyone could just download it and just run it on their own uh, own machine. So that way, they don't have to worry about, 
uh, data privacy concerns because it means your own machine. So that would be really cool if one just had their own local first, you know, personal search engines. And then one other thing is the same about like, what about Web3 based search engine? Which we could, uh, I mean, technically that's kind of like, uh, kind of like the graph <laughs> a little bit with this query. But uh, uh, I'll say, you know, if you could connect to Web3, uh, well, you would, ideally you would use Web3 just for the login and for access control to a personal data store. And let's say I wanted to open up my personal data store to uh, other people. Uh, and let's say I wanted to, you know, add a search into that. Like I could add Monocle uh, potentially to that. Like, hey, you want to, you know, search all my stuff, <laughs> you know, all my data, which I've put, uh, let's say, on like IPFS. You know, search all, you know, uh, you know, search all by just making payments uh, with the smart contract. And kaboom, you can see everything that I've done. So you want to search my own personal, uh, you know, uh, personal dash or my own digital garden, maybe you can do it. You just have to, you know, make sure that you're approved by the smart contract. So yeah, you know, use Web3 to, for helpful uh, personal search engines. So yeah, that was just an idea I had. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys uh, uh, liked uh, this episode. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, any corrections I need to make, and uh, if I messed up Linus's name, I really do apologize. The guy's awesome, and I, <laughs> I really do hope I didn't mess up his name. You know, uh, if you guys see any errors like that, please uh, send an email to legendback.gmail.com or send me a message on Twitter at cajovu. Uh, you know, all one word. Uh, other than that, you know, thanks for listening, and hopefully come by for the next uh, musings. Oh, <laughs> my